Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. that week i'd like to shout out to eric for a uh, 300 pound uh front squat 300 pound front squat yeah that felt uh felt good how was that yeah there's a certain point um i was i, I think i actually mentioned this to you because we were on the same rack uh yeah we were we sharing were. racks <laughs> we were sharing racks uh <laughs> and we were we were just adding weight <laughs> We had the biggest rack. Um, we were. You're not wrong. That, that was pretty big rack. Um, we were sharing racks and um, we were kept putting weight on, building up to our weight, and it got to about two twenty five. Where when you when you go into a front squat, so for those of you who don't know what front squat looks like, the weight is basically resting on your shoulders and you're using your hands to basically kind of cushion. Rest kind of like on your collarbone. On your collarbone, yeah, that's that's better put. Um, so the weight's on your shoulders, and you have the weight when you when you bring it off the rack, and it feels really heavy. You're like, "There's no way I'm gonna, there's no way I'm gonna squat this." Then you go down, and dude, your legs and butt are just. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be unfit, out of shape. Your legs are still units. Mm-hmm. Like your oh, huge. Your quads yeah. and hamstrings and your butt are just giant muscles i think stronger that stronger than people realize oh definitely um and you hear people like oh my legs are so big like whatever it's just like yeah like a lot of that is just power yeah like i don't think people realize like how powerful your legs actually are no dude not at all i was listening to a joe rogan podcast and he had a couple guys on and one of the dudes well i think they both were but i know for one for sure was like a competitive lifter he was saying during his like prime, he was squatting. Don't do it. Four days a week. <laughs> four days a week. I've heard that as well. Uh, that Alabama football, and I'm assuming many other football uh, programs do that as well. Just to just to meet up those. I mean, uh, yeah, just make them big, especially linemen, bigger guys. Dude, linemen, power backs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, legs are huge, big. Big time, and uh, I'm gonna throw throw the shout out back to Kyle running. I know this isn't your best mile, but 620. 620's pretty good. It's, it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's act- pretty good. It's actually a minute off. My best mile was a really? 518. A 518. Wow. Damn. Huge if true. That that is uh that's big time. Yeah. That's big time. Wow. I appreciate it though. Yeah. 
I so. mean, it is. It's so pretty. It's so pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. No, no, totally, <laughs> totally is. Um, what our buddy, uh, what our buddy Chad get? Was Chad there this morning? Mm-hmm. He was. Chad, Chad got just over six. Okay. That's okay. I think. Let me do- let me double check. Yeah, we he can, he was we just in front of me. Um. Yes, we've been testing in uh, front squat, snatches, miles, handstand push-ups, and uh, yeah, I've not tested the mile because, man, I woke up with a nasty headache this morning and put me on my butt. Chad, 6.05. 6.05. Solid. Gerald, 5.55. Jared. Jared. Jared, 5.55. Matt, 5.56. Damn. Little run, guys. Yeah. That's another level. I'll get get back to it. No, no. Dude, I know you will. Like you said, you just gotta run more. You just gotta... Man, that's something, right? How do you get better at it? Do it more. (laughs) Do it more often and do it harder. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, oh, I know what I want to say. So I was looking through my notes today on my phone. Mm. Um, and I, so I remember when I was, when I, uh, took my trip out to Wyoming, I don't know if I mentioned this. I don't think I did. Um, because I was laughing at the time while I was doing it. There's a woman not in front of me, but like in front of me and like a row, like across the aisle on your, on my plane. And she was watching a movie on her computer and I was like watching it like with her classic (laughs) who hasn't no I know I was like watching it with her but I was like this is hilarious like I'm I don't even there was no sound I couldn't hear the sound I was watching and like it was enjoyable I did it for like 45 minutes what movie was it it was um uh the movie with uh do you remember the girl that played um, Sean Spicer um, on SNL? I can never remember her name. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. It's the movie about when she goes back to college. I can't remember oh, the name of the movie, though. Yeah, I think I think that just came out. It's a new movie. It's fairly new. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was watching that as, as we were flying. And then... Um, Yeah, that was just a side note. I have no- <laughs> I have nothing else to go off that, but I do have something else. Um, so I may have mentioned this to you. I know I mentioned it to Elliot. Life of the party. Life of the party. Okay. May mention this to you. Um, I had a dream the other week that you, me, and Elliot jumped through his TV. Oh yeah. Into like an alternate dimension. Uh-huh. And we um. We had to, like, stay there because we had something to do. Like, we had a... I can't specifically remember what the job was, but we had to do something. And um, it was sort of... Um, if you've seen, if you've seen uh, Chronicles of Narnia, where... Uh, I think it's the uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, where they go in and they spend time there, but when they come back, time is still the same. Yeah. So it was like that. Mm-hmm. So we went there, we like... I have a... Mr. Tumnus is my favorite character. Oh yeah, I, I've heard that before. It's a good character. Um, but continue. <laughs> but so we went there, we like met people, like... Um, 
we were like in school and then there was like a lapse of memory for me and then we were like uh we were like grown up and we were like working with the government to like help them do something <laughs> and i can't remember i think it was like military based uh-huh. but and then i woke up well i before i woke up we had come back through the tv and and no time and no time had passed we uh-huh. it's like we were still in the house just thought that's kind of entertaining. That is interesting. Yeah. They kind of uh, tap into that in, in Interstellar as well, the time bit. Yes. How yes. they, you know, time is different based on, I don't know, I think it was gravity. Yeah. Yeah, again, I don't, I'm not, I, I can't do all that deep science stuff, but yeah. When you, well, because when they were closer to the black hole, time slowed down. Yeah. I was getting mixed up. But no, they do a... In the movie, they do a very good job of explaining that. Well, yeah, because they were on... To them, when they were on... When they were in the water, they were only there for like... I think it was like an hour. It was like an hour. But for the dude on the on the ship... 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, there was, there was one other dream I had. This is kind of funny. It so it was it was one of those back to high school dreams where Yikes. we but but it was no it was like the nineteen seventies. Oh hell I yeah. was in high school. My parents oh. were the were my parents, but we were all like super like jacked. Like we were all like in really good shape. Yeah, and we were just like a powerhouse family. <laughs> <laughs> which, we're, we're all just ripped. So which really I mean is it's pretty much real life. Uh-huh. I, mean, well, I mean yeah. <laughs> It was just took place in the seventies. Yeah, it was just in the seventies. Uh, so, anyway, um, do you want to uh, do you want to hop into it for us? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, supercomputers. Speaking of supercomputers, okay. Um, this article is about uh. From Futurism. Really title. good stuff over at Futurism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title of the article is... Uh, the world's first practical quantum computer may just be five years away. This article was written just a couple days ago. Mm. Um, so... For those of you that, that don't know what, what quantum computers are, such yeah, as give myself, us, when, give I, us a little taste when, of... I, when I started the article, <laughs> um, so normal, normal computers are that go, it's, other, it's a zero or one, it's, it works on a binary, it's either a zero or one, it's a yes or no. Quantum computers can both be zero and one at the same time. So the computers actively change, evolve, and, and problem solve. Um, I will say, it does get to it later in the article, is that these computers are not magic. They do have to be programmed mm-hmm. to yeah. problem solve. But if, if you're in Excel, and if you've ever used the, like the maybe function, mm. or like the and or, it's kind of like that, but for the whole computer. Um, which is pretty wild. Uh, so right now, this computer 
you know, we the, of course people have talked about it and it's in like science fiction. Um, but there are, let's see, I believe six Duke physicists, computer engineers, and scientists working on this project, including other scientists from MIT and Cal Berkeley, uh, that are working on a five-year, $15 million Whoo, there it is. quantum computer project. <laughs> oh, I thought $15 million for a quantum computer... Seems kind of cheap. I, I was going to say, not as expensive as I expected. They're probably just building in a DeLorean. Let me say, uh, more affordable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so right right now, as far as quantum computers go, it, we need to update the current hardware and obviously software of our current computers. Um, so our current computers, when they were first built, just thought that they'd be used for like high level math and science. Uh-huh. But obviously that's not the case. Like pretty much everyone has a computer. And they do. If you have a smartphone, you have a computer. Yep, yep, yep. In your hand. Um, and so right now, there's no foreseeable practical use for the average person to own a super or a quantum computer. Yeah. Um, but the article says, like we said the same thing about, you know, the computers we have now and laptops look, and look where we are. Mm-hmm. PCs. The old the old PC. <laughs> um. I thought it was interesting um, when they get to the interview part. Uh-huh. How he talks about, um, like, how the first classical computers were just gears. And then they moved into the vacuum tube phase, which I, I mean... I didn't even know. I had didn't even no know. idea. I had no idea. I did, um, silicone, yeah. I, I mean, you've heard of the silicone, like Silicon Valley, and how that started and all that. It's in our it's in our minds. I'd never heard of the vacuum phase, it, but he says it's important to remember that when the silicon transistor first appeared, it could quite complete. It could quite compete with vacuum tubes. Sometimes, he says, I think people forget it was such an amazing discovery, and this is Kenneth Brown talking, who was one of the Duke University guys. Um, they, they, one of the questions that was asked him is how would quantum computing change things for the average person? And, uh, he said in the long term, it could change how we communicate and pass information on the internet. Um, the other thing he said was, I don't think people realize, uh, all the ways that molecular design impacts materials from boring things like water bottles to fancy things like new medicines. Mm. So, I mean, when you're talking about quantum stuff, it's pretty high level. The first time I heard the word, like, quantum mechanics or, like, quantum physics was in Transformers when I was in seventh grade. Oh, yeah. That, like, I didn't even know that was, like, a real thing. Like, I thought it was made up. Mm. Just like Sector 7. <laughs> well, and that, the, I and think the that tra- might be made up. And the Transformers themselves. Transformers aren't made up. They're definitely made up. <laughs> I was like, all of this is just made up, and then... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. It's very... I mean, quantum physics and science is just at such like a high level. It is. like Most people don't understand it. Um, 
Yeah, I think we take some of the everyday products for granted. Oh, 100%. Completely for granted. 100%. Um, we don't think about where it comes from or how it gets to us. Or Which I've been, th- I've been thinking about recently, uh-huh. mainly because working retail, we have so much uh, new product come in. And you were actually talking about this the other day with uh, you, you shipped something to Canada. Oh, yeah. Was it Vancouver? Um, I can't. It was I think, Canada. I think it was Calgary. Calgary, okay. It was Quebec. Quebec. It was Quebec. It was okay. Quebec. Fair enough. Still, it was Canada. You know, Canada. Canada. That guy up north. <laughs> uh, Trudeau. Um, <laughs> no, but um, that got me thinking, like, what, you said it took two days to get there. It did. It took yeah. two days. It was basically um, from Nashville to Indianapolis and, like, same day. It took, like, literally five hours to get there mm-hmm. and then got on, like, plane to Quebec. Yeah. Um, it, it took less than 48 hours. Crazy. It's wild. From Nashville to, to Quebec. To think that, like, less than, I mean, 2018, 1918, I mean, dude, in 1918, there were people still, I mean, in certain areas, probably out west, people were still traveling by horse. Dude, 100%. 1918? 1918. People traveled by sure. horse. Dude, like, up through... You know, like, not everyone could afford a car. No, no, that's true. That's true. But I was thinking, like, trains and... Oh, but yeah, no. yeah, But no, definitely. While we're on this topic, the... I think we forget how far we've come in less than 300 years. Qu- Quebec, Canada, from Nashville, it would take just about 20 hours to drive. 20 hours to drive, yeah. Yeah. Um... No, we have come uh, astronomically far in 200 years. Considering the past, like, 2,000 years, um, it's pretty crazy. Especially as far as tech's concerned and travel. Um, I mean, I know we we still have a long way to go, but even, like, social justice. And, like, um, yeah... It is. We things, to find things like like pieces pieces of the map are really starting to like fill in. They're moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things used to take so long to develop, and now it was like in someone's lifetime, you had like ton of civil rights, automobiles, and like maybe the internet. Yeah, yeah. You went from not having like a phone mm-hmm. or like a tv in your house yeah to having a, like a cell phone yeah and to everyone having a cell phone uh-huh. there are more cell phones on earth than there are people yeah like, no. what that's wild yeah i mean dude uh and that again that's not something that existed until not too long ago smartphone for sure um we were talking I was I was gonna say, um, my grandfather like lived through the Great Depression. He ate, like rice and beans for like multiple years. Oh, I, w- I was gonna say I'm, I'm yeah. sure. And he's still alive. Still alive, and he has a cell phone. <laughs> Does he know how to use it? Not really. 
not really, but he has one. Yeah. It's a kind of going off that point. He said, what's the biggest misconception about quantum computers? And I think technology in general. Mm. Um, and the guy says that it's magic. Um, I like, I don't like, it's not magic. You know, like you have to input the data in the computer exactly. and like, it'll figure it out. Exactly. But I, I really do don't think we realize the technology we've created. Like it, it, it never just happens. No. Like someone has thought of it, put it together, manufactured it, mm-hmm. and then produced it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I, I, I feel like I've said this a lot this week, but it's all relative. So like to you and me, it probably does seem like magic. But to the guys developing it, the guys they're doing like, the math. we've been working on this for 10 years. Like this has been painstaking labor. You know what I mean? So it's all it's all relative. Dude, it takes so it uh was it it takes ten years to become an overnight success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously though, I mean, think about if you went to like uh, if you went to some remote part of the world like the Amazon. I mean, there's still tribes that have been uncontacted. If you went there with Untouched. if you went there with one of these, they would. I don't know. It'd probably be dangerous. I was going to say, they, they might kill you. It would probably be dangerous. They might think you're an alien. Yeah. Or they could go the other way. They could push you. Yeah, they could. Think you're God. It's think possible. you're from space. Think you're from Portugal. Actually, I think Columbus was Italian. But I think he was funded by the... Spanish, Spanish or Portuguese. That's Spanish. I think it was Spanish, yeah. Anywho. Yeah, coming up on... Uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. Slash Columbus Day. Slash Columbus Day. How long do you think that's going to be a thing? Indigenous People Day? No, Columbus. <sighs> do you think it'll ever not be a thing, or do you think we're just going to be like, you know what, we've been doing it long enough. Like, I think it'll be Indigenous People Day. Yeah. I think it will become Indigenous People Day and like start fading away. Yeah. Like I think we'll tell our kids that it was... In the next, like, ten years. Uh-huh. As more people realize that Columbus really didn't... Like, it was a... It was, an, mean, acc- it was an accident that he landed on America and killed a, thousands of people. Exactly, exactly. And then lied about it. Yeah. And died poor. Crazy. You know what's even more wild is Magellan. Have you ever read a lot about Magellan's journey? Uh, the old circumnavigation? Dude. Well, the, the guy died. He didn't say, even make did, it back. Didn't he get eaten by cannibals? Uh, I don't know if he got eaten. He did get killed in, I think it was, it was somewhere in the Polynesia, I believe. I want to say like the Sumatra region. Classic Sumatra. But, yeah. yeah port- nationality, Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, he didn't make it back, but uh, he was like the head of the journey, so. Um, so I guess they they just decided to name it after him, but yeah. Man, I couldn't imagine. I was going to say, can you imagine? (laughs) I couldn't imagine doing it and then being like someone saying they did it and hearing it and you're just like, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. Speaking of, uh, sailing around the world, Kyrie Irving, a... Possibly the most famous flat earther has apologized. I heard. For his comments. Yep. I was watching, uh, I was watching the show with, uh, I can't remember the name, Greenberg and, uh, 
whoever else it is. I can't remember. It was Mike and Mike for so long, I uh-huh. just don't even refer to it as anything else. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, they were saying, I, I, they were saying that that happened. You know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset that he changed his mind. I feel like when people change their minds, I feel like people get upset. Oh, sometimes it's 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 like too complicated for people to like develop and like grow. Yeah, it's like okay, he said that. Cool, he was wrong. <laughs> clearly, the Earth is not flat. Like I think most people can decipher that the Earth is not flat. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't need a quantum computer for that one. No, well, some people do. <laughs> <laughs> some people may. Um, but yeah, he changed his mind. Cool, great, happy for him. Yeah. That's awesome. But yes, I did see that. Um, we had another uh, feature, or were you? Did you have anything to finish off the quantum? No, I. Uh, you you brought up something mm-hmm. like you said. I don't think you realize how much goes into like oh, yeah. like a water yeah. bottle. You see them now; it's like thirty percent less plastic. Yeah. Like someone put that into a computer to create like a more efficient design. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, the 30% plastic, they didn't just, like, use less plastic. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that sounds stupid. Like, no. They did use less plastic, but they weren't like, we're just going to use 30 less percent. Yeah. Like, it was obviously thought out. Like, it was, very uh, it was intentional. Calculated. And dude, it is. I'm sure it came down to numbers and mm-hmm. water and ounces and... For sure. Um... But anyway. No, it definitely, definitely did. All, the, all that stuff, like you said, I'm sure it makes it easier with the computer where you can plug in this, 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 and it'll shoot you back out yeah. uh, a solution. Yeah. Well, we were talking last week about the uh, the designs or the, uh, the – they scanned in a bunch of stuff from the Brazilian museum, and it's in databases, and other massive museums do that as well. Uh-huh. What was it? It was like the 30 million? I want to say 20 – I think it was 20. It was a lot. It was a lot. But. Sweet. <laughs> What's our next one? Uh, next one is CEO of a Hyperloop company. Ah. Has some surprising thoughts on the future of transportation. Um, he said, Hyperloops will be better than flying. Oh. Um, so Hot take. About about five years ago, Elon Musk suggested uh, passenger pods that could zip. Um, I know his, I believe, it was in L.A. It was underground. Yep. Um, to kind of bop around. Uh, since then, he's kind of um, diverted away from it. Did SpaceX, uh, some MIT research, um, but since it's been brought up, the uh, several hyperloops have been proposed. Oh. An offshoot company wants to build a full hyperloop line in Abu Dhabi in 2019, and one that might uh, connect Cleveland and Chicago. Oh, so two, okay. Two major okay. cities that are, are yeah. pretty close. Yeah, yeah. The Big idea time. of the hyperloop, uh, it's basically an underground train. It's like a, I think it's like, like a, a vacuum, isn't it? Yeah, where you yeah. can just. I mean, you, you, you go underground, you get on, right, and yeah. there's one, I mean, it's a loop. It's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. You you go and... Down and back. Zip, right. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be, like, super efficient, super quick. Yeah. 
um, this company in Abu Dhabi has grown to 800 employees and has raised tens of millions of dollars. Wow. It's called HTT. The CEO, Kirk Adelborn, uh-huh. um, sat down, did an interview with Business Insider. Uh, he said he hates public transportation. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It is a hate. Hate hates a strong word. He said he's not a fan. Um, quote: Public transportation is a terrible passenger experience that barely makes money around the world. Los Angeles loses two dollars and fifty cents for each person that takes the metro. Wow. So the metro in California is just like it's it's bus system. Okay. But I mean, literally losing money. Mm, yeah. Each for each person, two fifty a person. That's a lot of money in LA. I mean, anywhere it's a lot of money. In LA, it's a lot of money. Um, so he believes uh, this. Is, this is another thing. A quote that I that blew my mind. He said that airport security is all psychological, and that the <laughs> and that the scanning portion doesn't even work. <laughs> wow. Security is all psychological. The scanning part doesn't really work. The problem I have is where we are today is we're treated like animals. Well, I, I can't disagree with him. Um, I mean... I wouldn't say animals. I wouldn't say animals. Tra- I mean, you're definitely treated... You're herded, you're in tra- a sense. It, it, you're like a prisoner yeah. a little bit. I um, mean, you're put in lines, you're told where to go, and if you don't do that... Take off your clothes. Yeah, take off take your off. shoes. Uh-huh, yeah. belt. Yeah. Sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, so he said the Hyperloop's going to be better than air travel just because of the air travel. That's become, the, I mean, the standard mm-hmm. with the, the security procedures. And he said that there's would be no real benefit to hijack one of these. Just because it's underground and it's in a loop, You it would just be affecting the people on board. You know, you couldn't fly it into a building. You couldn't really get, like, a ton of cameras down there. Yeah, yeah. Um. He said that it wouldn't necess- the process would be quicker than flying, just because with flying, like you said, you have to get to the airport, you have security, you have check bags, yeah, all that stuff. Um, he said that the system would be, you know, like I said, safer than a plane ride. Um, one of our capsules carried about thirty people. Like I said, there's really no benefit to to mm. hurt that or, or vomit. Mm. Which I'm sure, obviously, I'm sure people would try, but... I mean, I, I would assume so, yeah. Um, it said it would never cross a body of water. Again, going back to the safety component. Okay. That just you wouldn't be able to really get to those people if anything did happen. Yeah. Um, but it is looking to be uh, privately funded. So okay. it wouldn't be a government... You know, they said the for the metro... They lose two fifty. That's I mean the metro is paid in tax dollars. That is paid by you yep. know the citizens Keep it private. of California. Keep it so private. Yep. It it would be privately funded, and he just said that for public transportation, if it's based on the consumer experience, that it will run better because people will care about the experience, and so people will actually use it, and you can charge more for, for sure. Wow, it sounds like a good idea. Really good, especially in the desert, I feel like. 
I mean, you can just fly across. I mean, you can do. You can, there's nothing. There's oh. nothing obstructing your. I mean, I, I would assume not. People have talked about the L.A. to Vegas train. Oh, dude, that would be huge. For like literally years. How has that not been built? Like, are you kidding me? Like, how did they not build that in like the sixties? That's know. that's bonkers to me. That's bonkers to me. Yeah, dude, I don't know. There's. And could you imagine an hour train? I mean, cause oh so my it gosh. takes. It's like a four hour drive. Um. You can get stuck in traffic and take longer. But if you just drive through, it's like four hours. Could you imagine an hour one way from L.A. to Vegas? Dude, the amount of money that both cities would make off just people going for a day trip would be silly. Silly. It would be silly. You could you could, you could, could leave work at five, go to Vegas for two hours, and be home by like 10.30. I mean, yeah. Theoretically, you could do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you could, dude. You could, you could leave on a Friday. Get there Friday night. Have Friday night, Saturday night. Oh yeah. Go back home Sunday. Uh, dude, I've I've done it, and driving is tough. Oh, dude, I bet driving what? is tough. I mean, especially that Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon mm, drive. Mm, mm, mm. You've been beat. You've been. You've probably been robbed by Vegas. <laughs> you're hungover. You're. It's hot. You're yeah. dehydrated. You've been drinking. You don't have any money. You may or may not be sunburnt, and you've slept four hours in the last two days, and now you need to drive home. <laughs> Dude, I'm not sure what it is about America and like the lack of trains. Yeah, I don't know. I don't under. I really don't understand. You and I talked about this. Yeah, we have. We have. I don't understand it. Uh, and when I say when, when I say trains, I mean like. In the context of this article, like transportation, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like there are trains in America. Don't get me wrong. Like for the international listeners, we do have trains. We do have trains. Like DC has a great metro system. New York would not be able to function if it didn't have a mm-hmm. uh, it's everything underground train system. Um, I know Chicago has the L. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other cities I've been to. Uh, I would think I don't know. I would think there's some bigger cities. I don't. What did they, Portland have anything? Portland has a tram system. A tram, yeah. It's it's not like a dolly car, but they do. Yeah. Like where I took one, like from the airport, and it's like a mile, a mile and a half from mm. Ryan's apartment. I think that Boston. They have a train system. I feel like some of the older cities do, mm. just because when they experienced growth, it was like the twenties, and they were able to do all that jazz before it got really bad. As far as congestion is, it's kind of ridiculous that there's no train, like you can't take a train from like L.A. to like Arizona or Vegas or, like you do. Like again, there is a train that goes from San Diego to I think it goes all the way up to Portland. There is. Or or Seattle. Yeah, yeah but it like no one takes it. And no one cares. Right, yeah. like no one. Well, it's it, not it's not quick enough. Yeah, it's, it's probably not. too slow. That and that's the other thing, the the uh, the efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about tickets to ride. That's what. That's what I'm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Train game. There's trains everywhere. There's trains everywhere. I think. I think Ryan and I looked at it because I was like, "How much? Like seriously? Like how much would it? You know, how long would it take?" And I think it's over 24 hours. If you're if you take the train from Portland to mm. Los Angeles. I actually saw something the other day about it was a travel article about there's a train from I th- that goes all the way across the U.S. I think it's from like 
think goes there was one line I think that goes from LA up north and then cuts across like South Dakota, goes into Minnesota and it's like scenic. Oh. Goes into Minnesota oh, wow. and then I think goes through Cleveland and ends in somewhere northeast. So the the train from LA to Portland takes uh, just around thirty hours, mm. but like that's a four and a half hour flight. Like right, like yeah. Who's gonna take that? Well, I think that's his point in the article. Oh, 100%. is that it has to be faster it's, than it's, flying? It's not efficient. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the um, the hyperloop is it's just uh, it's self-explanatory. It's a loop. It's not a train. You're not making stops. Yep. It's you're you're going you're stopping in Chicago or you're stopping in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, the the efi- efficiency today in user experience is a must, or people won't do it. Definitely a must. Is a must. Oh yeah. We that's when people say that we're we're soft, and it's like, we are like the user experience has to be, <laughs> it has to be great. Yeah. We if we are soft because like. We've developed we, to right, a point. We just have better stuff. We have better stuff. We've developed to a point where we don't have to be like aggressive, and we don't have to fight for food. Have you Have you ever eaten tack? Do you know what that is? It sounds it's like familiar. It's Civil War bread. Oh no, I haven't. Um, we we had a project in middle school where you had to make tack. And mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, dude, tasted just like yeah. dirt, as you can imagine. Oh, I'm sure. And it's like, we don't, we don't have to, like, we don't like how something tastes. We can just order it. Something we don't else. even have to leave the house. No, no, we don't. <laughs> you, you burn your, your dinner. You're just like, screw it. I'll order Jimmy John's. Yeah, I know. Um, we we had this, and thing. then it, and then it takes like only thirty minutes to get here. Less than that. <laughs> Freaky fast. Um. We had this thing in middle school called uh, Pioneer Week. Ooh. Yeah. And it was during the fall, so it was, like, perfect. I was going to say. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was awesome. Did you um, like it, Eric? Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan. Um, but, no, we made, like, uh, dude, we had, like, um, we made, like, candles. We made, like, venison. We made, like, stew. Ooh. We had, um. So the school, the middle school I went to had a lot of uh, maple trees, uh-huh. and the, we the school actually made its own maple syrup. Oh! So they would tap the trees uh-huh. in that's super cool. the fall. You tap them in the fall, I think, so. or late fall maybe. I feel like that's when you harvest. Yeah, pretty I much. I know you anything. can't farm syrup, but I feel like that's yeah, when, I feel like that's when you get yeah. all all the stuff. Yeah. So they centered it around that time. So they uh-huh. tapped the trees, and then they would make their own syrup, and we would have like we'd make like pancakes. And do cool. all that. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, we went home to warm houses. Oh, right, so <laughs> it wasn't really that authentic, but <laughs> you didn't tap the tree and then spend the night free. We for did a not. Reason. No, we did not. No. Although I, I, I have slept on bare ground before. How was that? Out in South Dakota, it was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It, it, it is. It is. It is fun. It's just. It's just different. It's different. It's it's good for you, it, dude. It really is. I, I you know, it, people might say that like, no, I don't want to do that. Like that's that's nasty. Why would you do that? But like, it is good for you. Uh, it makes you cherish the comfort we live in. 
I, I know people in LA that have like, why, why would you go camping? Like we're civilized for a reason. Like we built houses for a reason. And it's like, ah, okay. You are so modern. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Like be, be a human, like experience earth. Mm. No, it's true. We talked about it. You go from your your yeah. your climate controlled house to your climate controlled car, to your climate controlled work, back into your climate controlled car, yeah. back to your climate controlled house, and I know. Complain for the forty yards that you have to walk in the cold from the you know your car to the the yeah. front door. Yeah, it, we do. I do that. I do that. Um, I definitely do that. Um, I think also one of the reasons why I like CrossFit is because like. It's bare. Mm. It is like the bare essentials. A lot of natural movements. A lot of natural movements. The <laughs> you're not just like roid raging curls. <laughs> yeah, you're not just doing monotonous movements. Um, functional fitness. Function. Um, the the room is not cooled. No. It's straight up. Two fans. Two fans. Two factory fans. That's it. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, yeah. And I've been squatting barefoot. This is true. Which I would recommend for people. I, I really enjoy it. I feel like it makes you engage your feet. Yeah. I feel like it makes you engage your feet and my, the bottoms of my feet, I told you this, were actually sore after. Foot cramp. I, yeah. Yeah. They were actually a little sore after I squatted. So I don't know. Maybe that's. No, it doesn't happen to everyone, but I like it. I like it. I've got a I've got a quick question. Do you For think sure. do you think as we've progressed and continue to progress, do you think fitness will become e- easier or more difficult? And more difficult. You're talking about more difficult for like individuals, well, right? I'm just I'm just saying that we have like a there's a ton of gyms and fitness and yeah. like a billion Instagrams that have yeah cooking fitness for sure you know squat uh-huh. how to get a core in six <laughs> days which like obviously you can't but yeah. you know like there's all those things out there but obviously we technology has enabled us to become lazier and I just want to just quick uh, do you think as we continue to progress, that fitness will be, um, I guess, more encouraged or kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, that's an interesting point, actually, because um, shout out to Joe Rogan podcast again. Oh. Um, they were talking about earlier, well, actually, I think it was last week, but I listened to it this week. They were talking about um, finding the right diet. Mm-hmm. Oh. And how it's so specific to you. And that it's difficult for people to stay on something that is so strict. And that people have to find the thing that works for them. So if you're doing a if you're if you're super active, you need some sort of carbs during your day right. to keep going. Unless you've become fat adaptive and you've done like ketogenic for a long time uh-huh. and you can get your energy from fat. Uh, but most people don't do that. Right. Odds, odds are. Odds are you don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but Joe Rogan was making the point that people, um, 
people struggle because they lose motivation. And they try these fad diets and it doesn't work out. And they're like, oh, jeez, I'm just going to have a pizza. How did the cookie diet not work? How did the cookie diet not work, yeah. How did the pasta and pizza <laughs> diet not work? Come on, what, what is this? Um, but yeah, it's but I what I'm trying to say is that when it comes down to it, it's you. It's not some new fad diet that's going to solve it. It's it's you have to decide how much you want to give up to be healthy. I was just say it's a uh, it's a it's a lifestyle totally change to be you know to sustain results. Yeah, and you you kind of answered it like I I don't I don't think most people want that. No, I mean for as much as we see on like Instagram or social media or just the TV in general about people being fit. Really, the majority of the population is not right healthy. Like we have a massive, and around the world too, uh, we have a massive issue about this people is being healthy. I was watching a thing about um, fast food in, uh, I think it was, it was one of the Gulf nations. Okay. And how when we went over there for the Gulf War, we set up like I think it was a McDonald's. Of course we did. And how it just stayed, and now people are eating McDonald's for dinner. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I was I was gonna say for each in for each Instagram tip post whatever there are a hundred people in Orlando, Florida at Disneyland having, you know, deep fried yeah, freaking frosted flakes. Which is which is deep fried Oreo. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like which is fine, which but is don't great. do it all the time. Uh-huh. Everything in moderation. Like you can, you can have a cheat day. Plural days. Days you can have. I mean, if you have been really strict, you can have a have a pizza. Eighty twenty. Yeah. Is is the uh, is the record? Eighty twenty. There you go. I mean, we we do a okay job of eating well. I mean, we have our we the weekends are usually tough. I was gonna say it's usually full send. Yeah, the weekends are usually tough. At least they have been recently. Um, but you know, it's a like you said, it's a lifestyle. Hundred percent. It's a lifestyle, and that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. Um, so, there you go. I do have uh, probably this is the last article we'll do. Um, have you heard of this? Uh, so you've heard of like Planet Planet X or like Planet Nine, uh-huh. like the huge super planet they think. Yeah, yeah. Is out there. Don't they think Planet X can sustain life? I've heard that. They don't. I don't think they know yet, but I think that's a theory. Um, this article comes from Space.com. It says it was written on October second. It says newfound dwarf planet, the Goblin, quote unquote, may lead to mysterious Planet Nine. It says scientists have yet discovered another marker on the trail toward the. Putative Planet Nine. That clue is 2015 TG387, a newfound object in the far outer solar system, way beyond Pluto. The orbit of TG387 shares peculiarities with those other extremely far-flung bodies, which appear to have been shaped by the gravity of a very large and distant object, the hypothesized Planet 9, also known as Planet X. Um, 
this quote comes from um, Scott Shepard of the Carnegie Institution for Science in Washington, D.C. He says, these distant objects are like breadcrumbs leading us to planet X. The more of them we can find, the better we can understand the outer solar system and the possible planet that we think is shaping their orbits. A discovery that would redefine our knowledge of the solar system's evolution. So, pretty wild. Um, Shepard and his colleagues first spotted this TG387 in October 2015, hence why the beginning is 2015. Mm -hmm. They um, were using Japan's 26-foot Subaru telescope atop the volcanic peak Mauna, Mauna Kea, which I think is right, in Hawaii, Um they nicknamed this object the Goblin because of the discovery date and the TG in the provi provisional designation. The Goblin, 387. So, it took the team three additional years to nail down the Goblin's orbit. Can you, can you imagine? You see something and then you have to look for it again for three years. The, yeah, which they did with the aid of observations by the Las Campanas Observatory in Chile and the Discovery Channel Telescope in Arizona. This is this is like we were stating earlier. We we read this article and it's like, oh, they found it. Oh, they did. They looked yeah. at it. They got it. They just got all the data in one instance. They downloaded it. Everything was there. They found it online, right? And they just downloaded. Yeah. It. They just popped up. It just popped up. It's all good. No, they looked at this thing for three <laughs> years using three telescopes. Like, come on. Come on. Um, just some stats about the goblin. How big is it? I don't know. Do you have that? Okay. Uh, it's talking about its path here. It says, The goblin loops around the sun on an extremely elliptical path, coming within about 65 astronomical units of the sun at its closest point and getting about 2,300 astronomical units away at its most distant. One astronomical unit is the average Earth-Sun distance, so about 93 million miles. Uh -huh. It says the goblin is way, way out there. It takes about 40,000 Earth years for the newfound object to complete one lap around the sun. Isn't that nuts? Wow. So odds are, by the time this thing comes back around Earth, we will not. Oh, I it, mean, the it, humans it, probably won't even. In our be lifetime, here. it'll it'll barely move. I mean, it'll barely move. Relative, yeah, yeah. So that's that's wild. That's wild that they can freaking predict that, or that yeah, that's nuts. I don't understand that, but that's wild. Um, they think that is about one hundred eighty six miles wide and probably spherical. Um, what if it wasn't? Oh, man. What if it was like a cube? Oh. <laughs> That'd be wild. I mean, I imagine it's spherical, but do, yeah. you, do you know if we discovered that, like, if it wasn't? Just a cube floating through space. Have you ever thought about all the objects we know are spherical? And, like, that like is... geometrical? Yeah, that is, like, the geometric shape that the universe has mm -hmm. made things. I have. That's nuts. I have. If you think... 
And if you think about like an alternate universe, like, is it a different? Don't do it. Is it a different shape? Don't even say that. A shape that we can't even comprehend. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's possible. It is very possible. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Hon- honestly, as far as geometric shape goes, I can max out at like three. Three <laughs> D. There's like sphere. Cube. Cube. Pyramid. Yeah. Pyramid. <laughs> The, that's all you need. That's, I mean, that's all you need. Everything else is just a variation of one of those three, right? I mean, yeah. What? A, a pyramid can fit in a square. I sure. mean, if the dimensions are correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. And a, and a circle can fit in a square. Uh, a sphere can fit in a square. All 3D. What you just said, how like all the planets in like a lot of our world is spherical shaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably gonna lose sleep over that. I'm gonna be laying in bed tonight, and just be like, oh, "What is happening?" Yeah. Like, I think I, it just shows like that's how like a gravity and whatever other forces are like acting out in the universe. Obviously, have like a huge presence enough to shape uh-huh. the majority of our our planets. Yeah, at least that we know of. Gravity. So. Just a little side note here. In 2016, astronomers Constantine uh, Batigan, or yeah, I think that B A T Y G I N, and Mike Brown presented more evidence for an unseen planet they called Planet Nine. Batigan and Brown have suggested that this world may be ten times more massive than Earth and orbit around 600 astronomical units from the Sun on average. So, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Um, if this planet, and yeah, I mean, if this planet X were to exist, it would be just a giant rift in what we know about our solar system. Uh, which I feel like is a lot, but also probably like not a lot. There's no, no way. Mm-mm. Like, we know, obviously, like, more than we did, but there's no way it's even a fraction of a percent of any number that I could think of. Yeah, very true. I mean, yeah. And then there's, like, the Hubble telescope that just takes pictures of the universe. (laughs) Could you imagine trying to, like, find that data? You're told to, like, look at those pictures and, like, figure it out. I mean, I don't even know. Wouldn't even know where to start. I have no clue. I have no clue where to even begin. I don't even know what to talk about. Like if, yeah, it's a whole different world, whole different world. God, space is so cool. Space is wild. I could watch all these videos on Planet Nine like all day. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Crazy to think about if you try. I mean, if you try to wrap your head around that. That there's a just a giant massive planet just orbiting somewhere out there. Another thing that's really crazy to me, like I get that space is big, mm-hmm. but for all the stuff that is orbiting the sun, that it doesn't all just like crash into each other. Gravity, man. It is. You said sphere. Even like our path around the sun is is circular. Elliptical, yeah. I hate it. It's too perfect. I know it makes you it makes you like think about like is there like an intelligent design 
I mean, I believe there is. It would... It would seem so. It would seem so. Well, good note to uh, <laughs> good note to end on. Ponder your existence. Ponder your existence as you end this episode with us. Um, any last thoughts, Kyle? Um, whether you believe in a, in a in a creator or not, and in, an intelligent creator, there are undeniable patterns mm. in our universe that also boil down to like the really really big things to like really really small things yeah that is true and that is crazy to me have you ever seen like snapshots up close of like an eye and then like a snapshot of like a uh an exploding star or something like that Mm -hmm. that's nuts that is wild It, it is just yeah like you said ponder your existence ponder your existence Again, I'm. We're not. We're not telling you what to believe. We're not. No. Not telling you, but uh, I do think you have to. Either way, what you believe, you have to be a sort of in awe at what oh. goes on around us. If you're not, just type in space and go to Google Images. Yeah. Cause, I mean, I know. It's true. It's true. It's wild. Dude, like, like this guy, or like God's eye. Yeah. Like, how do you not? How do you not marvel at that? Dude, I know, I know. And that image was not around like thirty years ago. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. You have no, you have no clues. No, no idea. Well, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else for us. I think that's. Uh, I think it's laying there. Um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, as I've stated before, me and Kyle love doing this. Great way to end the week. Great way to end the week. Um, oh, there you go. Looks like my eye. <laughs> I do have blue eyes. We both do. Yeah. The best kind of eyes. Um, find us on Twitter at World We Live, World We Live Pod. Um, find us on iTunes, World of Living Podcast. Rate and review. Um, catch us on Podbean. We're now on Podbean. Um, anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, we are there as well. And if you can't find us there, then go to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, or I should say Apple Podcast, But you know what that means. Um, and yeah. We hope you have a good week. Fall is upon us. Wherever you're living, the trees should start turning soon. Oh, and unless you're in South America. That is true. Unless you live in the Southern Hemisphere, then... All Southern Hemisphere, that's right. Excuse me. Yeah. Unless, unless you're in Southern Hemisphere. Southern Hemisphere. Then, uh, happy spring. Happy spring. Yep. Then uh, it's getting warm. Go out and play. Put on your bathing suit. Uh, Thank you guys for listening again, (laughs) and we'll catch you next.